I fucking love this shit. It's so annoying. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 161 of the Vex on Vex podcast. My name is VexX. Today we're joined by Dave. How are you, sir? Good, man. How's it going? Good to be here. Rocking and rolling. It's been a minute. Back in the action. Back in the saddle. As they say. Somebody says that. I don't usually say that. That's Aerosmith, baby. I know it. Back in the saddle again. Some rock and roll shit. Um, so you went out Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I did go out on Wednesday. Big bar night of the year. So you saw the Gutter Royale. Was the whole show over early? Uh, I didn't stay for the end. Okay. Um, I watched Gutter. I watched the band right after them. And then I watched some of the set of a band called Seventh Chaos. That was the other band. Any good? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, not totally my thing, but they were, they were all right. What time did Gutter go on? 8.30. That's so crazy to me. Yeah, it went on early. He starts at like seven o'clock there. So yeah, they actually pushed it back because uh band bailed. So there was yeah. <laughs> Well somebody got COVID, you said, right? Yeah, that was the rumor. Is that still a thing? I guess. I guess people still get COVID. I don't know. I don't I honestly I've given up caring. Have you have you gotten it? I don't remember discussing this. Ah, uh, yes, I got it. I got three. So mm-hmm. yeah. I only had it once and that was enough. <laughs> the last time I gotten it, it didn't fuck up my cardio and the previous two did. So I feel like it's getting weaker as it goes along. But that's whatever. So the song I played, you hate. I don't hate the song. I hate that <laughs> remix nonsense. That it's amazing. One line of the song. All right. Here's what happened. There was a girl here. And I was like, remember that song? And she's fucking young, right? I'm like, okay, hold on. So I open up YouTube and I write, working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. And it popped right up. And I'm like, oh, that's funny because it's the first lyric. Yeah. And then I played it. And the, uh, you know already. The entire song is the same <laughs> lyrics. And then the chorus is, don't, don't you want me? And they make it, you, you were working. You were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. It's so good. And you don't love it, but I fucking love it. Like, it makes me laugh. It was funny. Uh, but I'm like, the problem was you sent it to me. And I... And I pushed play, and I wanted to listen to that song now, League, yeah. and that's not what I got. And I'm like, oh, no, man, what is going on here? That's my shit. All right, you had sent me some prep stuff for the podcast. I did. You want to assemble the greatest rock band in history with all parts from all of history. Sure, let's do that. All right. A window. Who's your drummer? Oh, this is hard. This is Drummer's tricky, because what do you base drums on? Here's where it gets really tricky. Are we just going with the instrumentation, right? Or are we taking the guy on tour with us? Like Keith Moon is a pretty great fucking drummer, but can we successfully tour the world with Keith Moon not killing all of us? Yeah, or at least running over somebody. And remember that he blew out the eardrum of Townsend yeah. live on TV, the Smother Brothers. Yes, he did. Like, but I don't know that. Learned his bass drum with explosives. And then no one knew about. Well, no, here's that's not true. All right, so they have a gag for TV. So the prop guy goes in, and he puts a little bit of dynamite in. And then Keith Moon's like, that's not enough, man. So he puts more dynamite in. Then the prop guy's like, eh, I can add a little more. He doesn't know Keith Moon. So they got a triple fucking dose. Right. And it was at my generation. And they're like, pop, pop. And fucking Pete Townsend's walking past it, and it blows out his left ear. I mean, his yeah. hair went up on fire yep. and shit. It was like a fucking thing. Yeah, it was a thing. It's all bad. So, but I still take Keith Moon. Oh, you would? Oh, yeah, he's top of my list. Yes, he's number one on my list. If we, so, all right, I'm, I'm answer my question, though. Does it matter how crazy they are off stage? Do I have to take that or just the drumming? What do I get? You have to take all of it. You have to take oh. all Because <laughs> I but would go here's, to... Here's the way I look at it. If you're going to take... I, I, can't, I can't do it as, like, just a drum track, you know? If you're going to take the onstage personality, yes. you also have to get the offstage antics along with it. Because I would take Ginger Baker, okay, but I don't think I can tour with Ginger Baker. Right, Ginger would probably heroin and everything else. Like, I don't know, man. That's hard. And then Weinberger, his kid, the guy from the Eastery Band, okay, is, yeah, in, is in Slipknot. The kid, yeah. uh huh, he's pretty fucking amazing. He is, as far as drummers go. I agree. So I don't know. All right, so so you're gonna go with your it's Moon. That's it. Yeah, Moon's like probably one of my favorite drummers, and Jen, character wise, he's also completely insane. So yeah. pretty happy guy. Yeah, you probably get along with him. He's probably fun to hang out. But with. dude, 
he like ruined the Eagles because he made friends with the oh I can't think of it. who's the crazy guy in the Eagles who drank all the time Joe Walsh yeah so Joe Walsh I love Joe Walsh everybody loves Joe Walsh he's very likable he's married to Ringo Starr's wife's sister okay can you imagine two sisters one marries Ringo Starr one marries Joe Walsh yeah. so now Joe Walsh Ringo Starr jam all the time at like Thanksgiving and shit because they hang out all the fucking time now all right Keith Moon took a liking to Walsh. So he took this kid and taught him how to destroy fucking, like, he learned from the best. So that, and that's a thing that really happened. Like, they were homies and shit. Did you ever see the, uh, the Eagles documentary? Oh, my God, 150 fucking times. Okay, so my favorite part of that entire documentary is, is the one scene where they're, they're asking every member of the band individually the same question. Yes. And then they're, they're showing individually their response to this question. And the question is, when the Eagles originally broke up, what do you think caused it? And Don Henley's like, well, I think there were a lot of questions over who was in charge in the band, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and they go on down the line, and the other guys were like, well, I feel like maybe we were trying to find a different direction musically. And then it gets to Joe Walsh. He's like, it turns out I really like whiskey and cocaine. That was his answer. But that's not why they broke up. I was Fel Joe Walsh's answer. Felder was fighting with the guy who died. Um, fuck, what's his name? Who, who died from the Eagles? Uh, Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry, yes. So Glenn Fry I was and, trying to think of his name also, and Felder, the guitar player, were fucking going at it. Because Felder, even though he wasn't a founding member, he's brought in later. Right. was like, how much money are you making? Why are you making more money than me? And Glenn Frey's like, I'm paying you a million dollars to be a jerk-off and play my songs. Right. Fuck Shut you. But Felder wrote the song Hotel California. Mm -hmm. He rents a house in Malibu. He's smoking some weed, puts on his tape player, and he, he, he writes the song. Now, the other guys will tell you, no, you wrote a riff. And we build a song out of your riff, but without the riff, there's no fucking song. So right. it's like, he can legally, to this day, he plays that with his own fucking band. How do you take that, Starscream, who writes that song, if that's what happens? Do you want to hear the, the truth? If Sam rolls in with fucking savage riff, and then the rest of the band builds around that. Me and who, Sam who write the song. Me okay. and Sam write the song. Because at the end of the day is, melody's a thing. Yep. You can, you, so there's notes. So legally... You can fucking copyright a melody, you can copyright lyrics, and you can copyright chords. The poor drummer does get fucked, because you can't copyright drum fills. Right. I'll give you a fucking example. Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. That's the Gap Band. Yeah. And I didn't really know it. And then uh, Grohl said it. He said in documentaries. Yeah, he said it. He's like, well, I know I got it from the Gap Band, and I applied it to this thing. So he's like, I'm at a party in LA, and the Gap Band drummer's there. <laughs> he goes up. He's like, "Hey, man, I took that from you." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I fucking knew. Don't yeah, worry." Well aware. Bucka, bucka, bucka. That's him, man. That's Gap Band. So you can't, you can't do it. You just can't do it. Even we will rock you. Dum dum da. Dum dum da. That's it. You got nothing until you got the fucking guitar chords at the end. Yeah. At the end, and all the lyrics and the vocals. So. The, the music's always pretty much King Sam. Sometimes, as a band, if the bass player adds parts that become part of it, right. it'll be a, like the bass player in King Sam, but the drummer does get riled a lot, unfortunately. Not that yeah. we're selling records or making fucking publishing money, but no. they're all King Sam and Vex X. And then, uh, you know this as a vocalist, vocals have a different thing because lyrics are something completely different. Right. Like So I get double. I get the fucking melody and I get the fucking lyrics of nothing. Of, the, of, no, of none right. of the money that we make. Of the one-tenth of one cent that we are paid for our music. <laughs> Thank you, music industry. Are you guys streaming anywhere at all? No, not yet. So we're streaming. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> until you crack a million, you don't even get a nickel. Like, it doesn't no, even fucking nothing. get nothing. Um, I know in the past, we, we put some stuff on Spotify in a previous band. Yes. And that's when I found out that as a band, if you're an independent artist with nothing else on there, yeah. um, your initial take from anything anybody buys on Spotify is one-tenth of one cent. I'm mm, I'm not going to say it. I was going to fucking drop the ball and talk shit. But that's okay. Talk shit. Something's coming that I told you off microphone that I can't fucking announce yet. Oh, so many things are happening. But then what I get paid on the back end. There's a end, lot of things happening. There are, there are big things. I had a work. whole fucking conversation about that today. Are you not excited about what is coming down the road? I'm in denial. Like, I don't think about it as a thing. So, no, because if you're in the know, you know. Right. But then I was talking to somebody today, and they're like, if you're not in the know, it's going to shock a few people. Like, yeah, really, is. people and don't it's know. It's going to be awesome when it happens. I can't wait. <laughs>
12-3, it's coming. I like to be involved in those things, which I will be involved in those things. And actually, you want you want to let the cat out of the bag on that one? If you want. I don't. This is your show, not mine. That's hurtful. It's becoming our show rapidly. I'm aware of that, but I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun. I'm a co-host of this show now. I feel there like you go. I feel I'm, like you are. Then I'm then, I, then I'm you know Felder all over again. Here I am. Oh. You know, I came in late now. I want to know what you're making. <laughs> no money. But if you wrote Hotel California, right. I'm okay with I it. I probably never will, but that's all right. All right, Dave is a phenomenal vocalist. There's something yeah, yeah, yeah. I do my best. He's really. So there's something called the Starkestra, which is an acoustic version of Starscream. And there's a myriad of songs that will be on the next record. And Dave has agreed to sing with us on those songs. And I'm pretty fucking excited. About I'm super excited. It's going to be fucking cool. It's going to be awesome. And then we're probably going to cover an Anthrax song together. Yeah, we are. We're not saying what? Stick you around. Figure it out, though. But it's going to be good times. All right. So your drummer's Keith Moon. Yes, I will take Keith Moon number one. I got to pick a drummer. Go ahead. Who you got? Who I don't you got? fucking know the answer. Now, my gut tells me I won Bonham. That chun chun ba, you know what I mean? I have and I have nothing against just bottom, but you don't like Zeppelin. But in my head, I ruled out Zeppelin all the way. I'm not picking any members of Zeppelin to be in my in my famous you know rock. John band. Paul Jones is good, man. Nope. And <sighs> being a multi instrumentalist lends credence to me, like a guy that can play the keys and the bass. And I mean, oh man, greatest drummer. <laughs> I, I want I like I said I want Ginger Baker I want that I want that fucking swing yeah I oh, fuck it I'm doing Ginger Baker okay I'm doing Ginger, Ginger Baker. Baker that's your choice that's my choice what's next on the list I would say bass player I uh, will go bass player next rhythm my section pick? yeah Johnny Whistle of course it is yeah the Ox out the old engine driver baby how can you go wrong with Johnny Whistle that's a pretty good point uh, and look I had I, I'll tell you I struggled with this one. Because if it's not Ed Whistle, and, and because I already picked Keith Moon. So it's weird to have the entire Who's Rhythm section. Not It's not that weird because they're amazing. It's unfair. It is unfair. So if if I'm not going that route, I take Geezer. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I take Geezer. Holy okay. shit, I'm going to write honorable mention. That's a yep. good one. Dude, Geezer was doing stuff on bass like... 30 years ahead of his time. Because man. he's not a fucking bass player. Dude, he's killer. Dude. He was a guitar yeah. player. And then you would He's just really good. Like, I'd want Lemmy to tour with me and be in my band, <laughs> but Lemmy's a front man, so yeah. you can't be like... Right. So what do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Bass player, Billy Sheehan. Okay. That's who I want. I'll take that. Mr. Right. Big, fucking uh, Winery Dogs, David Lee Roth, Boosty Boosty Bob. <laughs> Ginger Baker, Billy Sheehan. Now, are you going to go with the Ox or Geezer? You got to go. You got to fucking. You got to do one or the other. I'll Ooh. take Geezer. I'll <gasps> take Geezer just because I don't want the Who's Rhythm section. Really? That's yeah. not a good reason. I feel like it's cheating. Like I feel like I'm. Just, you can't take that many. I want to take members of the same band. Hmm. Not that I wouldn't believe me. Ed Whistle is my guy. At number one, but I'll take Geezer. I'm fine with that. Do you want a keys player, a keyboard player, in your dream band? Sure. Who do you want? Ray Manzarek. <gasps> I'm shocked, actually. Why? A myriad of reasons, really. Because is he that great of a keyboard player, or was the fact that he was super ambidextrous and played the bass lines with the right hand that make him special? I think he was really good. I think uh, I think he had a solid hand in, in making all that music what it was. No, I'll give you that. Minus his contribution, that music is pretty bland. Light my fire. The best part might be the intro, which is the keys. Right. As a keyboard player, that dude added more to the band that he was in than I feel like a lot of key players do. I want Wakeman from Yes. Okay, that's fair. The reason I take Wakeman, and a lot of people don't know this fucking story, is that Yes <clears throat> and Black Sabbath were recording in a studio at the same time in like '71, maybe '70, right? And he would he he likes to drink and like yes was all like oh we're doing psychedelics babe so he wants yeah. to just get fucking hammered so he hung out with Ozzy and wound up playing on Sabbath songs nice. that people don't know that he's on them and for five minutes he was in Black Sabbath yep now his son to this day is Ozzy's keyboard player really which people don't know I had no idea yeah because again this is the thing that goes back many 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 you're fifty years you know what I mean. 52 years. Jesus Christ, 52 years. Yeah. Black Sabbath. My my honorable mention, my honorable mention for keyboards, yeah. Paul Schaefer. That's amazing. Yeah. He might be better, to be honest with you. He might be better than Manzara. I think he probably is, but I don't know. I, I really like 
I like Manzarek's style. Interesting. But Paul Schaefer's so good. Rhythm guitar player. <sighs> this this gets tricky. Rhythm guitar player. Because technically, Keith Richards is a rhythm guitar player. Technically. Yeah. No, for real. And I, I hate him, but he's a guitar player. Rhythm guitar. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. You pick. Oh, I don't put this that. on me. For real, you want to know my answer? Yes. Izzy Stradlin. Because that's exactly what I was going to say. For the songwriting alone. Yeah. Just for the songwriting. Like, yeah. Izzy isn't Izzy. a great guitar player. Izzy was on the top of my list. But he yeah. writes... Why would you make me go first, then? I don't know, because I wanted to see what you would say. Yeah, because Izzy's been in the back of my mind the whole time. Now, it's funny to me, because nothing that he's released as a solo artist has the same fire. Can't really do it for you? No. But there's still guitar parts in there that are pretty fucking yeah. amazing. All right, leads coming. That's going to be a bitch too, because there's Ooh, a million lead guitar players. That's the, yeah. I mean, that I feel like leads easy because you can make a choice and you can't be wrong. I, I disagree because you got you got to take into consideration your rhythm section, right? Right. All right, I, I'm going to cat of the bag. If you go, stay on the microphone, you bastard. If you go with Eddie Van Halen, go ahead. Your band now sounds like Van Halen. Yeah. That's just no it. Matter what there's no way around it because I have Bottom, right? Bottom and Eddie are going to lock up. And then that's your whole fucking band, right? Yeah. If you go Kurt Hammett, he doesn't, he's only a lead guy. He doesn't even write songs. So he would just. Oh, but he's so good. <laughs> he just turned 60. I, I do this to you all the time. You're not the only one. People torture me. And I, I like him as a human being, but he's not a good guitar he's player. He's probably like the nicest guy in the world. He's definitely. Oh, no. Trujillo's in Metallica, too. Mm-hmm. He might be the nicest guy in Metallica. I don't know. They're both pretty amazing. And Trujillo can really play. We didn't even mention him for bass. That's fucked up. He's that really is, great. Because now you say that, yeah. And no, Jacko Pastoris. We didn't say that either. The nope. greatest bass player ever. Ever. But I like Billy Sheen a lot. I, mean, I like just, And we're just strictly talking about rock and roll. You could take anybody you want. This is your band. Bootsy Collins. Bootsy's a bad. You didn't pick Bootsy's him. Bootsy's a bad son of a bitch. I like dude. Bootsy, too, as a person. Like, so he's good. fun. Yeah. And then did you see. The fucking James Brown documentaries. I don't think so. It was I on mean, HBO. There were a couple of them yeah. about five years ago, ten years ago. That dude was a straight train wreck. Well, boot. No, 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 no. Mr. Brown had his own jet. <laughs> Mr. Brown was a thing. So Bootsy joins the band. He's 17 years old, Jeez. right? His brother's 19 or 20. That's the guitar player. So Bootsy is hanging out with this old man, and the old man gets corners him on the plane. He's like, Boots Collins, what the fuck? Sit down, young man. Tell me what the young kids are doing and what's hip. And Bootsy's like, I had just dropped acid, and now I'm sitting there tripping face in front of the boss. Yeah. And he's like, listen, Bootsy, and I never forgot this. This is really important. You can play whatever you want on that bass guitar, but you better hit the one. So it's like, one. Yeah. One. One. You gotta hit the one because James Brown's like, ha, 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 ha. And you're a singer, so you get it. Yep. So whenever there's a new drummer in Starscream, the snare is life. Where you hit that fucking snare matters where I kick my arm, yep. where I do my shit. It's like all that shit really matters. And oh, the yeah. person we're working with is very imaginative with the fucking snare hits. The person who's working with. No comments. <laughs> new drummer. This is this is this is a poorly kept secret. We're so close. Like I almost, and I even made like fucking. There's an announcement page. There's a flyer. Like there's shit. It's all ready to go. And I just gotta go send. But I was requested not to say anything until twelve three. Oh look, it's a bass player calling me right now. You want to go? Put on my speaker. That'd be funny as shit. (laughs) Do it on my fucking microphone. That'd be dope as shit. Dun 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 dun. Oh, I just hung up on. Whoops. (laughs) Oh, call him back. I like when they're on fuck and then put them right to put it to the uh, to the microphone. Like, man, you're on the mic. What's up? I know this is great radio, isn't it? Or oh, something? this is superb right here. Yeah, we're gonna ask him who the greatest bass player is. He could probably say Bootsy. He might. You never know. We'll find out. Ringing, it's ringing. Dead air. This is fun, isn't it? No, no, we're good now. This is what you have to do as a singer. This is when you have to kill dead air time. Oh, dude. Now he won't answer. He's probably mad. So no problem. <laughs> Find out. He really, not he's really not. God damn it. Larry missed this opportunity. Larry! You got me? Did he hang up on you? I don't know. Is he you gone? Know. You there? Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're live on Bex's podcast with me right now. What? 
<laughs> you're, you're live on Bex's podcast with me right now. I'm sorry. Uh, you called while I was uh, doing this. I wasn't, you know, intending to put you on it. But here's the question. Here's the question. Who's the greatest bass player ever? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good ones, man. It's hard to say, bro. <laughs> well, pick one. Pick one? Yeah. Is it Jaco Pastorius? Is it Bootsy Collins? What do you got? Yeah. Just give me a name off the top of your head. Uh, maybe not the most intricate one, but Stanley Clark set with precedence and Marcus Miller. I see I can go on and on. Yeah, see, you should become this podcast. <laughs> but anyway, man, uh, let me get this done and I'll call you back later, okay? Uh, Hey, right. hey, hey. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> Larry, the bass player. <laughs> that was Larry from Pistol Razor checking in. Great bass player. Dude, he's so good. He's oh, so good. No, I know. I know. Who is your fucking rhythm guitar player? Izzy. You can't take Izzy. I took Izzy. James Hetfield. Oh, <gasps> you might have just won. You might have won. He's a great rhythm guitar yeah, player. Yeah, he's really good. Fuck. Fuck. I'm upset now. <laughs> and the background vocals would be pretty good. That's what like, I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, you got things going on there. All right. Trick question now. Who is your lead guitar player? Oh. We're talking about a band, like a rock band, right? This, mm-hmm. is, what, this is essentially what I'm creating. You can I, make it Prince as far as I'm concerned. I'm creating. He's a great guitar player. He's so fucking good. <laughs> uh... No, I probably wouldn't go Prince. The guitar player slash. Wow! That might be the ace card. Because Slash can play anything. Yeah. He really can play anything. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go for an odd one. You would think, most people would probably think I'd think Randy Rhodes or something like that. Okay. Or Hendrix. A great choice. Also I, great. Don Felder. You don't take Don Felder. He's a great guitar player. He is. He's I a agree. great guitar player. Like he's underestimated. He's like one of the big guns in the fucking in, Dude, in he's the Eagles. For real. Felder. Felder's my guy. Alright. I'll take that. Now I already know who my front man is. You're gonna probably take it. Who's your front man? Nope, because we're we're just gonna look. Today being the day that it was, and uh, You so, motherfucker. You, you know who it is. Yeah, I, lose. I won't do it to you. I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna take Chris Cornell. Oh, <gasps> That's such a good one. <laughs> Fuck. Your band's pretty great. But I know who you're taking. Well, how could I not? So it's Mer- Dude, Freddie Mercury for life, dude. Oh, uh, dude, I'm 100%. I told you. I'd let you have it. I already knew your answer. But uh, honorable mention. It's probably mine, too. None of us took Prince. Although Cornell's... Dude, Cornell's a great fucking answer. Especially for a rock and roll dude, band. Dude. Like, Cornell is the answer. Like, yeah. that's the guy. Yeah. I'm Fuck. pretty. I'm pretty psyched about the band I just put together. <laughs> I'm really not sad about any of it. Dude. We're gonna re- we're gonna relive this. So Dave's dream band: Keith Moon drums, Geezer Butler bass guitar, Raymond Zarek on keyboard. Pretty fucking awesome. James Hetfield rhythm guitar <laughs> slash lead guitar. Chris Cornell vocals. You might win. I think yeah, you win. I don't know what you get out of that, but that's that's cool, man. All right, I'm gonna do mine. Yes, that's so good. Drummer. Ginger Baker, bass player, Billy Sheehan, Wakeman on the keyboards from Yes, Izzy Stradlin rhythm guitar, Don Felder lead guitar, and Freddie fucking Mercury, who's his own fucking piano player. Right, I don't know. Ball, man. man, I'm loving the Hetfield Slash combination, to be honest with you. So cool, right? <laughs> did you know Slash was almost in Megadeth? I did not know that. So, Appetite comes out. I don't know if Sweet Child broke yet or not. Okay. And Dave Mustaine was a few years ahead of them getting a deal. Yeah. Right? And they're just doing heroin together. And they're hanging out. And oh, they super. And they break out guitars. And Dave's like, you can really play. And Slash is like, I know, I'm Slash. He's like, no, no, no. You can really fucking this play. Is, this is Dave Mustaine saying. Yeah. Who doesn't they, think anybody can play. And they start jamming. And they're jamming. And he really, for like a week, was supposed to be a Megadeth. But then, you know... Appetite breaks, they become like a huge band and a thing happens. Is Appetite a perfect album? No. No. Um What don't you like on that album then? Anything Goes, is that the name of it? 
It's so easy. No, no, it's so easy. No, no, I just said it. Hold on, let me do the track list. Check now. the track list. It's, it's right behind us, actually. But no, anything goes, and and it was gonna. He was gonna replace it with um the fucking first single. Hold on, I'm blanking. Appetite for Destruction track listing. Yeah, I need to see this now because I feel like it's a perfect album. It's not though. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Jungle is the opener. Amazing song. It is amazing, but there's better songs. I agree. Uh, you, all right, before we go any further, what's your favorite song of this album? Rocket Queen. 100%. Right? Yes. It might and be. It's buried at the bottom of the album. It's the best ending my, ever. I see you standing. Oh, it's so good. Standing so, on your own. It's so awesome, dude. It's so good. Yeah, track 11 is called Anything Goes. You don't even know that song, do you? Wow. Shame on you, motherfucker. Wow. That I've ever, I, no, it's track 11 on Appetite for Destruction. You really don't know it? All I, right. I probably have heard it. And I'm, That's wow. fucked up, bro. All right. So the album ends badly because I don't remember that song. But no, it, it, the reason you don't remember it is because it's not even on my iTunes because I don't like the song that much. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. We're going to play it. Hold on. And this is YouTube. We're going to get probably a copyright strike, which is going to suck. Dude, I'm not even going to lie. Guns and Roses, anything goes. I'm not going to lie. I literally thought that album ended with Rocket Queen. It does, but right before it is Anything Goes. Oh, okay, I just said that. 12 tracks on that album. All right. Anything Goes. Here we go. Commercial. Broken. Hey, Super. YouTube, I'm never paying. I'm never paying. I'm never paying you, YouTube. I'm never giving. And we're on YouTube right now. It's okay. You know this song. I do. Of course you do. And it's good, but it's not... It's not the rest of the album. As a kid, I appreciated it. I'm a liar if I say I didn't. Remember teasing, pleasing from fucking Dangerous Toys? No. <gasps> yes, yes, I think I do. This is a good riff. Da 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 da. We're gonna get a copyright strike. We're talking over it though. Oops. I feel like that's. Here we go. You ready? I've been looking. I've been looking for. I've been thinking about, thinking about sex. I was hungry for something that I haven't had yet. Okay, yeah. It's not that good. It's not bad. No, no. It's just their best album. Well, here's the thing about Guns N' Roses. The career isn't big. No. It isn't like you have five records. It is the most successful um, debut record by any rock band in the history of rock and roll. Dude, they were a juggernaut. For a long time. So then the illusions come out and they don't sound like that record, but they're still pretty amazing. But I think they're amazing. I think there's some songs on those two albums that blow my doors in. To this day, like a strange, it's like a strange is 11 minutes long and I don't want it to end. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. That, what do you say about that? Even Coma is great. Another one awesome. The only thing that's bad off that is my world. <laughs> All right. I used to have this joke with my friend. My, my friend Steve was a um, programming guy, that kind of music, and we were in a rock band, and we were friends. And I was like, are you curious what Chinese democracy is going to sound like? He's like, yeah. I'm like, listen yeah, to My World. We all were, and it wasn't that great. But no, My World is where he was going. I feel like, yeah. and I want to step into my world. It's a social psychotic state of bliss. See, you know. I do know that's what makes it even worse. <laughs> I know it. What's but, your favorite song on The Illusions? Normally I'd say Estranged. I really love that song. It's composed so perfectly. It's, it is. It is beautiful. so well. Um, I love Dead Horse. No, it's great. Axel wrote that on guitar, too. Dead Horse is an awesome song. Sick of this line. Not don't even care. care. Oh, my God. It's so yeah. good. Um, and then she, like, wrecked my car. I didn't know what, what to do. do. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, don't Damn Me is an awesome song. When I speak a piece of mind. Speak a state of mind. That's it. Don't oh. Damn Me. Right next door to hell shockingly grew on me. Right next door to hell is a good song. It was about his neighbor for real. That's awesome. Because Axel's a bit odd. I used to I used to hang out with this band that like, uh, and they never went anywhere. It was just high school, but they used to do like covers of songs, but change the words to make them like ridiculous. <laughs> and they told me that they, for, at one point, they were going to put out an album, and the two working titles for the album, they wanted to call the album Six Six Seven, 
Okay, why? And they were either going to call it 667 right next door to hell or 667 Neighbor of the Beast. Neighbor of the Beast <laughs> is pretty good. And I thought that was hysterical. Shit, I might steal that. <laughs> neighbor of the Beast. Right? Six, six, seven. <laughs> neighbor of the Beast. How awesome is that? <laughs> that's pretty good. Fuck. Like, that's a great song. What were they called? Do you have any recollection of the name of them? Uh, I, uh, they called themselves, I think they called themselves COS. Okay. Which uh, was just short for crock of shit. <laughs> I remember, all right, not my real first band, but I was a sophomore. And I was like, I'm going to get a band. And we're going to cross those reign of terror. And then I wrote it out. And I was like, ROT. People were like, oh, your name is band's Rot. I'm like, it's not called Rot. It's no, reign of terror, it's man. Of terror. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, we all had those, dude. What was your first band name? Blistered <laughs> Earth. That's a pretty good fucking name, actually. Stolen from the top of song. No shit. Darkest Color, Blistered Earth, True Death of Life. It's a pretty good name. I, I thought it was cool. Our high school band eventually settled on Apathy. Which it's not terrible. I loved it because I was like an STP fan. I bought a fucking yeah. thesaurus and I thought I was like, oh, a new word. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I fucking dug it. So, all right, back to your earlier question that I did not forget. Is Appetite for Destruction Guns N' Roses' best record? Probably. Yeah. Lies is pretty glorious. If it's an EP. Lies is cool. I There's some good stuff. On Are it. you a Spaghetti Incident fan at all? I don't hate it. I don't there's, hate it either. There's a couple tunes on there. That are really cool. Since I Don't Have You, which was the single, to this day, the video is entertaining to me. It's the guy, fuck, I, I can't think of it. He played Sid Vicious in the movies, and he played uh, Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of his name. But he he, he showed up, and he says to Slash, like, don't worry, mate. I'm going to go into makeup, and I'll take care of this for you. And <laughs> Axel's all dressed up in a boat, and he comes out, and he's like, and he's like, right after that, he Gary Oldman, he says he went to rehab. Like, yeah. right after, he's like, that guy was out of his fucking mind. So he had to go <laughs> right like, right after that, he mind. went to rehab for a while. But, um, and then Slash was like, it was the worst single. Like, there's these great rock and roll tunes on the record. Like, Attitude by fucking The Misfits is amazing on like, that record. What is the other song? What's the one song? Oh. I, mean, I can read you the track listing if you want. Punch my fist right through the glass. Didn't even feel it because it happened so fast. Or the best tune on that album. It's so good. There's good. There's good fucking record. There's some good things on that album. I don't hate it as much as a lot of people. Do. People do hate it. I didn't know that. I think a lot of people like don't like that it's a cover album. Like, since I don't have you is track one. New Rose track two. Down on the farm. All right. My second wife. Also hilarious. My second wife's boyfriend before me sang that shit to her for like five years. And then when she met me, she was in my house once and I started playing down on the farm. She's like, what the fuck? And I'm Turn like, this off. exactly. <laughs> Human being track four is uh, track five is the fucking Stooges raw power. Love that. Ain't it fun? That's it. Ain't it fun? Yeah. Ain't it fun when you know that you're going to die young? Buick McCain into big dumb sex. Buick, yeah, Buick, Buick, Mickey. Hair of the Dog, which is the Nazareth tune. Yeah, it's really good, dude. I don't. I'm gonna go back and listen to it again because I don't hate any of these. But dude, dudes. attitude. As an 18 year old kid, this came out when I was 18. Attitude, it's a fucking attitude. And like, I really got into the Misfits because of this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you know who the Misfits are, but Danzig was bigger at that point. Oh, yeah. Like, I think when, I think once we start, when we were of that age, I think the Misfits thing had kind of passed us by it, and Danzig was doing his thing. And then two years later, the Misfits came back with that young singer guy. I liked him better. Oh, don't say that. I like him better. Black Leather is track 10. Black Leather. And then you can't put your arms around a memory. Anything Duff sang on this record is kind of weak. And then I Don't Care About You, which is fucked up because I wrote a punk song I don't called I Don't Care About You before this record came out. So, yeah, 12 tunes. But they're good. Gilby Clark plays rhythm guitar on this record. Yeah, yeah he does. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a terrible album. So it, I don't think it's their best album. Fuck, what's the first, the single that was on uh, Terminator 2 for Guns N' Roses? It's the first track off You Could Be Mine. So You Could Be Mine was supposed to be on Appetite. That's an awesome song. So you take out the song I Don't Like Anything Goes and you put in that 
and then it's a perfect record. It is. It's flawless. That album's but it's not flawless. It's got one track where you're like, no, nah, I like it. but And they never play it. It's not remembered. The yeah. song just kind of fizzled away. I forgot it was on the album. You didn't even know, did you? But as a little kid, the reason I liked it is I knew Rocket Queen was next. And it was all back then. It was um, fucking tapes. Right. I didn't have a CD. Ride yet. it out. <laughs> <laughs> so my paper out with my little bike. I'm like, I'm going to get there. It's going to be awesome. I'm gonna sing the shit out of Rocket Queen in four minutes. Oh, it's, it's so gonna good. be great. It's so good. There was a band called Cubane in Delaware. Do you remember Cubane? The name rings a bell. I don't remember. They name. were around when we were, at, and their drummer at one point wound up in our band because everybody plays a star from eventually. So not me. Not not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. We just. I'm not gonna be a star until you die. No, you're gonna sing with us soon, motherfucker. It's uh, happening. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you know, running mm-hmm. the show. It's a tough show. I, I don't want your job. A lot of work. I don't want your job. So Cubane used to do a couple of covers. And they were doing Rocket Queen. And I just jumped on stage like an asshole. Nice. And I started singing with the fucking singer. It was fucking awesome. My Michelle's on that album. My Michelle's a great album. We used to cover that. Starstream covered My Michelle for like five to six years. Really? Every, every show. Ooh, we should do that. Yeah. Because I know that right now. Without yeah. even listening to it again. Your daddy works in porno. Now that mom is not around. She used, used to love her heroin. But now she's underground. Pops, you, you stay, stay out late at night. night and, and you do, do your coke, coke for free. free. <laughs> Driving your friends crazy with your life's insanity. How do you sing the chorus? Well, well, well. You, you just can't tell. Well, 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 my Michelle. Well. Look out! <laughs> Dude, so good. We're going to do good. Oh, yes, we are. That's going to be great. <laughs> dude, I'm so excited about that. That's going to be so much fun. Oh, yeah, we'll bring it back. It'd be fucking awesome. Dude, My Michelle is such a good song. And King Sam as a little kid loved that riff. It's an awesome riff. Oh, man. my God. So Slash's Snake Pit came to Philly. I love that band. I love their first album. was really good. Five O'Clock Somewhere yeah. is an awesome album. Beggars and Cowry. Uh, what is it? Beggars and, and Hangers On. And Hangers On. That's it. Beggars and Hangers On. That fucking singer guy wasn't a singer guy. He's a keyboard player from an LA band. Eric Dover. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what his name is. Whoa. I'm shocked that you knew Don't that. I don't know how I pulled that one out, but so he's really good. They came to Philly in 95. And so me and King Sam go to the TLA in 95. And there was this band. Oh, my God. I hated them so much. They were called Empty Stairs. They're a little before your time, but when we were all like in high school, they were already a thing. Okay. So f- I hated them. I hated, I the hated them. I hated them. <laughs> and their guitar player was there. So it's and he wasn't a bad guy. He was just in that shitty band. So here he's standing there. Me and King Sam are two feet away from him. And then they go into my Michelle as a band. And we're like, ah! And then they just made a left turn out of it and they played something else. But they played that. And we're like, ah! And they didn't play it. <laughs> so lame, so lame. And Dover, that singer, could have really knocked it out of the park. Man. Yeah, he, he had pipes. He was good. Yeah. Um, what's the slow song that's on that album? There's a slow jam on that album that's really good. I don't remember, but I'll pull up the track listing. That's on my iTunes. It's got to be. Oh, dude, that first album is killer. I love that first album. Back and forth again. That's what it's called. That's a good song. Yeah, that's the slow. And so King Sam just got that guitar for his birthday two years ago for me. Oh yeah, that red one. Nice. It's a good tune. And he wanted to cover this. He's like, we're gonna be allowed on YouTube ever again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we were gonna cover this tune, and he's like, Vex, I don't think you can hit it. And that hurt my heart, dude. Because like, it's up there. It's way up there. It's so good though. And the intro, dude. Oh, I fucked it up. What's the other one? There's another one. Uh, well, it's like just about a party. I gotta look it up. Uh, slash a snake pit. We're bad at this. I don't care. I'm having fun. <laughs> Aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. I needed this tonight. Had a weird week. Slash a snake pit. So, Doing fine. That's what it's called. Okay. Doing fine is a good jam. It got really bad at the end because they had a black guy. He looked like Lenny Kravitz-ish, and he was a straight junkie. And they went on tour, and it was like pretty gnarly. That's rough. So past members, Slash, Gilby Clark, Eric Dover, Mike Inez from fucking Alice Alice but Chains, he's yeah. really He's really from Ozzy's band. Okay. He's the No More Tears yeah. bass player. That's like a, for me, I love that record. Mike Inez has been around. Jesus. Well, this is 30 years now. 
Because yeah. 31 years ago, No More Tears came out. And then Mike Starr gets fired. And I remember that Mike Inez played the same kind of Ibanez as the Mike Starr played. And they <laughs> looked similar. So when they made that transition, you didn't really notice much of a fucking... Like, it's like, okay, it might be the same guy, I'm not sure. But it wasn't. Matt Sorum, James Lamonzo, Brian Titchy. now it gets weird, Johnny Griparic, Rod Jackson, Matt Log. I thought it was Mutt Lang, I got really excited, no. Ryan Roxy, and Kerry Kelly. Yeah. Nope. Following his departure from Guns N' Roses in 96, Slash formed the cover band Slash's Blues Ball. They did do that. They came to Philly and played. They did. I remember that. It too. was the fucking, it, it was the Bella Ball. Yeah. And they played at the fucking Electric Factory. And it was the slide. It was just a bunch of covers. It was just a fucking, it was weird, man. Like you go from like one of the biggest rock band in the world. Yeah. Then you're just jamming with the Bella. <laughs> like, wasn't that, and I'm, I'm just, I have no frame of reference whatsoever. But I feel like, once you are that big, once you hit that that echelon, yeah. of like I can't be any bigger. I'm selling out giant stadiums wherever I go. Isn't it almost like a relief to go play like an intimate fucking jam, like with a couple people watching? Slash never had a money problem, so yes. And then I don't know if you know any of this. Jerry Heller, who was the fucking manager for Easy E and then the original manager of NWA. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. He became Slash's manager post Guns N' Roses. Okay. And then he got Slash's snake bit. The one that Ice Cube has not nice things to say about yeah. no Vaseline. A J-E-W <laughs> broke up my crew. Yeah. You can never Yelling have Compton, but you moved to Riverside. <laughs> oh, the Starscream manager just fucking said you can you can always be bigger and you can never have enough money. <laughs> so somebody's watching the live broadcast. Uh, at least somebody's know. watching. Good to see you. Thanks. Mm. Maybe you can get us more money management. Yeah, right. Maybe that wasn't something the managers should say. Well, that's what they think about. No offense. That's true. So the fucking... That's like you were the manager. No. There's a manager. Oh, shit. I'm the day-to-day -day guy. Like, so you don't know anything about us, our history, but we had a video that came out, 14, I'm going to say. And back then, it broke like 12,000 views in a week, which back then was that's a, a lot. big deal. So Sony came a call in. Like, for real. And so our manager negotiated it, and we had fought, and we fought, and then by October, now this is the thing about Starscream that's in the book, whenever Starscream goes on a tour, if you go in a road trip in a Starscream vehicle in October, it will break down. No matter what. No matter You can go any other time you want, and you're fine. But if you, and I'm very good at stuff. I go to the mechanic, I get everything checked, it's all ready to go, right? Every breakdown we've ever had, and there have been a couple, are always in October. So, my God, it's happened three fucking separate times over the years. Because we toured a lot back in the day. So, we go out and they fucking, okay, come to October to record. We're like, fuck. And then you don't know any of this. But our rhythm section freaked out because Sony was interested and they quit. So me and King Sam are just going, we don't have a rhythm section. And we got to make a fucking record. So, and it was free. Like you just had to go to Sony and record. It wasn't yeah. costing you money. You had to get there. It was in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame while we were there. It was a whole thing. You know that fucking diver down drum kit, the white one with the extender pieces for the kick drums where it comes out further? Yes. Yeah. We played it. Oh. It was just sitting when you walked into the rock. I'm like, on the fucking kit, bro. I touched it with my fucking hands. That's awesome. The original truck that um, Rage Against the Machine toured in, it was like a little fucking Chevy little Astro van, totally <laughs> sitting in the lobby. And I'm like, touching that shit. Like, ooh. It was a fucking thing. So anyway, we go out there. We have no rhythm section. We hire the bass player who was with the band for like a long time. He quit. All right, good luck there. He's in a new band. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, so he joins, and he wants yeah, to be. In the, I feel like you have a lot of aggression towards people that used to be in your band. They, when they leave, they always hate my guts. They never hate King Sam. They hate me. Now you know why that is, Dave. Uh, I, why? When King Sam is unhappy with you in Starscream, he looks at me, and then I gotta say, "Hey, buddy, come here. Yeah. You gotta do this, this, and this." I'm like, "Vex is a piece of shit," and they quit. But it wasn't even me. King Sam said it. I didn't say it. I said it to you. But it was King Sam's order. Just saying. That fucking happened. So anyway. It's because you're the singer, dude. Everybody's always made it to sing. It's true. So we drive out and we record. Oh, we hired a, a drummer we never even knew. Like we found him on Craigslist. He came and auditioned. He was pretty decent. We played a live show at Dobbs to make sure we got. We did a show. All right, let's go. We get in the truck. We drive. We go to fucking Sony. And the manager set all this up. This is the point. We recorded three tunes. They're really good. We, we released one of them as a single. 
And then Universal Records put that single out because Sony recorded it. And they did they passed on us. They didn't sign us. And that that was Standby Records was the Sony label. And then six months after they passed on us, they got fucking sued by Davey Suicide, who was their biggest artist, for not fucking doing what they were supposed to do. So it kind of dodged a bullet, to be honest with you. Right. But that was the label that broke Black Veil Brides. So we were like, this is it. They broke Black Veil, and they're fucking big time. So yeah. Oh, I've been instructed by the manager that none of the original drums from that guy made the recording. It was all edited out with different fucking tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so the single, the original single, Destroy Your Pretty Face, that drummer's not even on. But King Sam's on it, I'm on it, and the old bass player's on it. And then the high part in the vocal, the producer sang it. He just like, give me the mic. And he sang, Aah! and I was like, okay. I can't do that. <laughs> no, but the bass player at the time could, he didn't let him do it. Oh. Mm -hmm. well, that sucks. Yeah, but it was fast. We recorded three songs in like, I don't know, man, like two hours. It was amazing. It was like amazing. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it in two hours. Really? Why? I, I get in the studio and I nitpick like, no, we were so prepared. Like the music, like I knew all my parts. I was doing, and then he added something. We did the Lori, and he was like, "It needs something." And I raised my hand. And I was like, "I have something that King Sham said was awful, and it's on the record now." <laughs> when, it, when it kicks in, it's like, "Oh, whoa, oh, oh," and the guy's like, "That's perfect," and I'm like, "Yes, it is." So, yeah, Don, yeah, leave that there. Yeah. And then my manager said, Don programmed all the drums. He took the whole fucking drum track out and just put real drums in. And he used the kick drum from the Black record, the Black album, and the snare from the Black album, which is pretty fucking cool. Nice. And just sampled it out. Good times. That's funny. That's so funny. So Mike, our manager, set all that up. And then we came back, and he got us the thing with Universal. So Universal put it out. So you don't even know this, but the last Weapons record, the LP, the, the, yeah, the LP was distributed by Universal. Like it's out. It's a real thing. Like it's we have a record deal. Yeah. Not really. They don't pay for shit, but it exists. It exists. It does. And when we release a record, it's actually released globally. Like a lot of people go to iTunes and think it's around the world. No, yeah. we're everywhere. We're in China. We're fucking everywhere. Like that's impressive. Why think it doesn't matter? But we stream. I guess I don't no, know. No, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I'm nobody. You're the same place as I am. When you were a kid. The, was the Who the first band that really blew your mind? Like, who got you hooked into, like, rock and roll? For rock and roll Creedence. Oh, I love Creedence. Out the Gate Creedence was amazing. I love them. I listened to Creedence. How'd you happen across it? Was it your dad? No, definitely not my dad. My dad listens to Elvis. Pretty good. And nothing else. Oh. Now, uh, I have older siblings. My older brothers were into it. Okay. I just remember here, I'm like, this is great. I love Creedence. Without a doubt, love Creedence. Fans. I didn't like that right the comeback record in the eighties. Put me in, Coach. Let me in a I know that's him though. Yeah, so forward, yeah. yeah, so I don't like that comeback record he does like in the eighties. He was gone forever. He does Creedence. They break up. Then it's the Blue Blazers. I think it was called. He's the only dude that got sued for his own music. He won though. <laughs> Eventually, he went to court. And he played it. It's down in, by the jungle. Yeah. And then some song off the fucking that record I was talking about. Yeah, he got sued. That was a whole fucking thing. You ever see the doc the behind the music on that shit? I probably did. I think I watched every behind the music when it's, it was a thing. It's coming back. Dude, that was like one of my favorite shows. It I'm was. Like, yeah, I want all this dirt on these people. It was awesome. But it was super produced. It wasn't like real. No, like, it definitely was not. You could have made it a lot cooler. But for the time it was out, like, yeah, you wanted to watch that. It was a big deal. Like, that guy made a lot of money. And I'll never forget, he had like salt and pepper hair. And he was like, and then. They fell on hard times. Yes. And you're like, dun, 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 dun. To the point. It was like the random shadowy graphic of a dude with like a needle in his That arm fucking like, graphic. Yeah. That's the one they use for every fucking bit. Yeah. And then they made a fake behind the music for fucking my friends in low places. What's that? Garth Brooks Garth guy. Brooks, yeah. Chris Gaines. Chris fucking Gaines. I'm still mad about Chris Gaines. So. Aren't we all? Do you remember? Are we all still kind of mad about it? Do you remember when Chris Gaines hosted and was the musical artist for Saturday Night Live? Not him, Chris Gaines. I do remember this happening. Yes, I remember this happening. I don't remember the episode. And he came out with his little wig on. He was like, um, so Jimmy. And then in all the stuff in the fake behind the music, because they made an entire behind the music episode for Chris Gaines, he looked like the singer from fucking In Excess. Michael Hutchins? Yes, he was like thin and beautiful and shit. And they're like, and then, but dude, that guy was always fat. Always fucking yeah. fat. Oh, Michael Hutchins saw himself while he was trying to beat his meat. Do you think it was intentional, or was he just jerking it and fucking died? Uh, they say he was in the autoerotic asphyxiation. Well, a lot of people were. The guy from fucking Kung Fu died the same David way. Parody. Yeah, yeah, with his fucking nylons on and shit. Hey, man, I guess that's what you're into. Do it, bro. I don't know. 
I've never fucked with it because I don't want to hang myself. <laughs> it doesn't no, matter. No, I'm not into it because I'd be the guy that, that fucked up. I don't know, man. Like, hey, remember Dave? Yeah, how do you go? Hey, we don't want to talk about that. My first wife was into choking and being choked. So I definitely experienced that with her. And she was a tiny woman. Oh, the, the manager writes, we've all been there. Yeah, okay, manager. So I fucking remember she was like, choke me. And this I is mean, like, not exactly there because you only get to go there once. Well, the threshold. It's so, yeah, yeah. It's like you've seen um, Spinal Tap, right? Yeah. It's like there's a thin line between smart and idiocy or some shit. Wow, just a fine line. Spinal Tap's amazing. It's so good. I just saw it the other night. This bass player named Brian, who was actually on the, on the show once, he was out of it. Is he in Star Street? No, he auditioned. He auditioned at the same time Larry did. Does he hate now? No, he's my friend. Okay. He, he left his audition. He got freaked out and left. Yeah. I, what do you do to people? I hear we're a little... In, I hear we're intimidating. I don't know what to tell you. How? How, How would I know? Intimidating? Anyway, I have no comment. I mean, look, I'm not saying that you're not, but like, say like compared to me. No, it's not that. I don't know. We have a, we have a history. You can look us up online. We exist. You learn the tracks. It's a whole thing. You see the gear. King Sam is a really accomplished musician. So to accompany him, the weak of or the faint of heart get freaked out, and they they he he came in and he was like his hand was shaking. And I love this guy. He's my fucking friend. I love him. He's in like a myriad of fucking bands now. He's playing around. He's in a cover band. He's in a country band. He's just playing music, which is awesome. And he got freaked out. And he was like, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not good enough for this. I'm going to leave. We're like, okay. And then another drummer who was like getting closer before we hired the guy who just left, he took himself out of the running. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Because then we turn on click tracks, got to make sure you're in the pocket. Like, it's not an easy gig. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be, got to hang. Hanging's important. So, yeah. Then, I don't know. But see, if it were me, and obviously, you know, you're not auditioning singers, but if... In an, in an alternate universe, you know what I mean? You were the drummer mm-hmm. of Starscream and you were auditioning singers. Dude, I would relish the opportunity to walk in here and test my chops with that. I say, as a vocalist, everybody should get the opportunity to drive a fine automobile. And when Starscream goes on stage, it is a fine automobile. And to be able to, to steer that is a feeling that people should feel. But we built that band, like, brick by brick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you get built up. Like, it's a thing. Like, dude... <laughs> Before you were in Pistol Razor, the guy who was your predecessor Which was guy? the last guy, the drunk uh, guy. The dude that was in the band for like a week? He could stay was longer than that. And he could really sin. He really could. And one night he just wasn't going to show up. And how excited was I, the prospect of stepping on stage to fill in with Pistol fucking Razor. I was like, this would be awesome. It wasn't Pistol Razor then. Uh, it was not. It was not at all. And then I heard that bass player has a whole thing. But that's fine. That's not... Well, nope. I'm not going to do it. I'm not you shouldn't. No bashing. All positive energy. That's not what I'm going to do. As we get into the new time. That's my housemate. He has no idea what's happening. Oh, crap. And then we're live. So that's the whole thing. That's cool. Should we have him on the show? He doesn't want to be on. I've already tried. Do you realize what we haven't talked about almost at all today? What is it? Freddy. Yes, we, we fucking guess we did. He's my front man. He is, but you mentioned it for like three minutes. What are your thoughts on Freddy? What's to say? Greatest of all time. In every category possible. Yeah, he's not the most handsome. There's better looking singers, so every category doesn't really hit the fucking mark. Uh, yeah, but I don't care about what a dude looks like. Like David Bowie was cooler looking than Freddie Mercury was. David Bowie was pretty awesome. Though. Pretty awesome. But as far as a vocalist goes, there's there's nobody better. In rock and roll, there's just nobody better. Yeah, give Bowie some credit. He held his own with Freddie. Yeah, that they got kind of drunk and mad at each other too a little bit. That whole, cool. And the cool part for me is that the whole thing, number one, Vanilla Ice owns that song. Do you know that? Yes, I do. He bought it for like $4 million. He bought it straight up, so it's his song. Eh. No, he did, which is awesome. So when you hear it on the radio, it goes back to Vanilla Ice now. So he's living large off that one. They were blind fucking drunk when they wrote it, right? Like they don't really remember writing the song. They don't really remember recording the song. And then it wasn't even supposed to be a hit. It was just it just kind of happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a thing. And so I think it's amazing that at the end of the time, Freddie had just was he? No, he was still around. They sell it for a huge chunk of money. That's a good fucking come up. What's your favorite Queen song? <sighs> Somebody to love. Really? Yeah. The ending. Right. What's your favorite? If you say Bohemian, that's like fucking like no, first no, grader. When you do that, that's a cop out. It is. 
Either Killer Queen or Mr. Fahrenheit. Mr. Fahrenheit's amazing. Killer Queen isn't good enough to be your favorite. It's the first it's single. It's a cool song, though. It rocks. It is cool. No, fucking Stone Cold Crazy rocks. If you're going to talk rocket. It, uh, uh, yes. Stone Cold Crazy, no. But for me, Killer Queen's a great introduction, but they get so much better as a band. Yeah. Even that crazy thing, little thing called Love. Is so fucking good, and that's eleven years later, or ten years later, man. Yeah, eight um, years, eight years later. Mr. Fahrenheit's spectacular. It is spectacular. That's good that might be the one. So, is that your one? You're gonna go to fucking. I will take Mr. Fahrenheit. Killer Queen doesn't work for me. I can't do it. No, it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's it was on today on the radio today, and it's in my head playing right now. But it's not great. It's just it's it was unique. I think the story it tells is cool as shit. Like I think the the way he tells that story through that song is. Is impressive as hell. The vocal delivery is impressive as hell. Yeah, she doesn't know how to. Yeah, it was like very fucking. It was on, man. Freddie was it, dude. The guy, the guy, a number one. Now, as far as front men, you got to give Roth some fucking something. Don't start this shit with me. Again. It's true. I hate David Roth, and I respect that because he can't sing. No, but boozy boozy bop. He's That's a goon. A thing. He's a goon. He's not a goon. He is. He's not. All right. Look. If you want to put David Lee Roth in the Royal Court of Rock and Roll, he's the motherfucking jester. I'll give you that. I'll give he's you that. a clown. So if Freddie's the queen, who's the king? Is it Elvis? I guess. I guess. I mean. All right. You can't have Freddie. Like I said on Facebook the other day, Freddie was the king and the queen. You don't get to have Freddie Mercury as an answer or Chris Cornell. And I'm not talking vocals. I'm talking front men in rock and roll. Try to give me a top five of just front men. Dynamic frontman, stage Dynamic frontman, a dude who who owned a crowd and had presence. Yes. Young Phil Anselmo was flawless. Pretty amazing. Pretty Really, really good. And could really sing, too. Could sing back in the day. Could he, he had, sing. He had, it wasn't just screaming. Yeah, there was like some singing. It. Phil's good. All right, that's Phil's up there. So am I going top five without Freddie or Chris Cornell? Can't have him. Can't have because Freddie's a great front man. Chris wasn't. Chris was a phenomenal vocalist and musician. And are we only discussing just front men yes. or guitarists? No, they could be a guitarist front man, but like okay. dynamic front man. I'm going to see your Phil. I'm going to give you a Jim Morrison. Okay, I'll accept that. Jim Morrison was a yeah, he was a thing. All right, now next for you. Um, and I'm not even the hugest fan, but dude that had the thing, Kurt Cobain had it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He had it though, dude. He he made people. He believe. was an understatement in entertainment, though. Like when I don't know, I don't know. Like if you take away "Smells Like Teen Spirit" as a single, because like "Rate Me" wasn't as good. By the way, actually, like better, but it wasn't as good. It didn't it didn't sell as well. It yeah. wasn't as big. He's. Not, I, I'll give you Cobain. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. No, that's fair. You don't have to agree with it. Hmm. Here's a parallel to Cobain for me. I'll give you Hetfield. Okay, yeah. I'll give you Hetfield. And that's, I'm not a Hetfield that's a, guy. That's a solid presence, though. But he, he, like, you could, you know what I mean? That guy had yeah. a thing. All right, who's your next one? Mm. I'm trying to think of, like, all the bands that I've seen. Can I jump in? Yes, go. Ozzy. Yep. That 100%. motherfucker walks out on stage, and there's a fucking thing that comes off. He's a off. god. He's a god. He's a god. He's a god. Uh, these that's hard. <laughs> uh, as far as like singers, I love like I love Lane Staley, but he wasn't that guy. Sometimes, but he was like Cornell. Sometimes right. he was the guy in that era. I'll take Scott Wilder. I was I was thinking that in my head. That guy, is, great frontman, dude. He's so good. Not even a maybe. Not even a fucking hesitation. No, he was so good. All right, I don't want to take it, but Young Axel was great. Yes, 100%. He was bigger than life for a time. Yeah. And he was. For, young Axel was great. That's four for me and three for you. Oh, man. This is hard. I know. Who else was great? See? Nah. Eh. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. He is the answer, though. Go ahead. 
David Lee Roth, boozy boozy bop. He had a thing. He, he was. A, he thing. had a thing. He invents hair metal by mistake. You know who else had a thing that I absolutely hate? Who? For a time, Vince Neil had a thing. Did he really though? He probably did. He was pretty. He was so pretty. I'll say that I think the zenith is the Doctor Feelgood time when he was sober. Because he, yeah, Vince Neil had a thing. Steven Tyler, he had a thing. Tyler, Tyler over Vince Neil every day of the week. Yeah, I think Steven Tyler. Tyler had a thing, man. He'll give you the feel bumps. Dude, people don't say, I already did five, I don't care. Fucking Hagar could give you feelings, man. I love Sammy Hagar. I think he's really talented. I mean, he's amazing, but like he might, he might be the guy. Ugh. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 161 of the Vex on Vex podcast. David, thank you for your time. No problem. Once again, we accomplished nothing, but we had a blast. We built a dream band. We did. Two of them in fact. And we have front men. There you go. The Vex on Vex podcast is available in the Podbean application on your phone under the Loud Loaded Network. This is VexX telling you to stay frosty. <laughs>